We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. And welcome to the 39th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Uh, We are once again streaming to YouTube. We start recording around 9 p.m. Tuesdays Eastern Time. If you would like to listen to the show and comment, you can follow us on Twitter at ProfaneArg, and you can tweet at us, and we can include you in the conversation. You can also find this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Um, It should be available via any RSS feed, but if it's not, let me know. This show, we are going to talk a lot about politics, Trump, the Supreme Court, the Senate voting on cabinet nominees, the new Security Council, and the immigration ban, because that's been everywhere. But first, we had a couple, uh, well, we had one specific comment to us and another comment that I just wanted to bring up. Um, The Pittsburgh Atheist (laughs) tweeted at us and said, in the past couple of shows, uh, Jared's been calling for a reason party, and uh, do you know it already exists? Uh First, I want to address the fact that he did not use my name. He called me a host. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I do have a name. It's Jared. <laughs> um, there is a reason party, but is it my reason party? You're going to have to go and find out, I suppose. <laughs> they have a porpoise. Uh... I'm going to uh, – I was going to just bring up their, their webpage uh, real quick. But it is called the Party of Reason and Progress. Okay, the They're name at- works. The acronym, however, is PORP, and uh, it looks like their symbol is a porpoise, which is a little silly. So We're already but- off to a bad start, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be taken seriously here. Uh, but they do seem to be a, uh, a political party that's trying to organize to get uh, more scientific thought, more scientific-based people into politics. And their webpage is um, pretty much covered with current politics. Right. And how it affects, uh, you know, the separation of church and state, that sort of thing. Well, I will have to investigate this and uh, see if they're in line with what I want for my reason party. Um, If there's any triggers, you know, warnings or safe spaces and stuff like that, it's got to go. Unfortunately, (laughs) I can't have any of that. (laughs) But listen, if it's out there and they're doing good work, I'm excited. Again, I I don't want to throw my hat in with them right away. Just I just want to make sure that they're in line. I mean, if it comes to it, I'll change the name of my party to something else. Right. But I right. you don't getting- want an ongoing reason party like lawsuit that just drags out for 10, 12 years. Exactly. Just tears funds away from both the Jared Reason Party and the Party of Reason and Progress. Oh, well, well I'll be the real reason party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters, real- yeah. So you so, specifically are, are looking to not include the uh, the far left, uh, politically correct kind of thinking? Yes, I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, we got to get we got to get to step in here. All right, we should uh, we should cover that in one of our shows. Not this one because there's too much going on, but uh, we should probably cover that because uh, that's something that Sam Harris comments about quite often, and I find that whole argument compelling. Yes, I agree with you. That sounds like a real juicy one. (laughs) Uh, This other thing I just wanted to throw in just for humor value. Uh, God on Twitter, at the good God above, 
tweeted out that uh, after the terrorist attack in Canada, he tweeted out, uh, Quebec terrorist is a Trump supporter. I'm calling for a Trump supporter travel ban just until we can figure out what the hell is going on. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Sounds legit. Yep. <laughs> My question this week, I'm going to link an article to uh, the New York Times. It is an article that suggests, well, it states that Trump proclaimed that he would keep the uh, President Obama's protections for LGBT workers that uh, was created in 2014. And my question, what I wanted to start with is, uh, yeah, really? Do you think Trump is going to keep those protections? How much uh, faith do you put in this? If by keep, you mean slightly modify... To maintain them the way that, even if it's the exact same way they are now, just so that he can reissue them and claim that they were his own, then maybe. Will he let them stay and let Obama have credit for them? (laughs) No. He's not going to let people call them Obama's protections. Now, if he gets to be the, the first Republican president to go this far in favor of the LGBT community and protecting them... I think he could potentially scoop up and and really any credit that he can take. I think he will. So the other thing that I would want to continue on this is that he uh, in the article, it does say that he is proud to have been the first ever GOP nominee to mention LGBTQ community in his nomination acceptance speech. Sure. Uh, Right. (laughs) Listen, say what you will about this guy. As far as campaign promises go, he hasn't lied yet. I suppose that's true. As pr- like as you know, he said a lot backing of things. Off things not count as lying. Well, like for instance, like the stuff with Obamacare, where he said the there were certain parts that he was going to keep to it. Since we know they don't have a plan right now, that's not so much a lie yet. <laughs> it See, can be a lie. I don't remember that being a campaign promise. I remember the campaign being pro- was that it was a disaster. It was well, it he's was still the biggest disaster that. of all time, and it's got to go. He's still holding to that too. Right? How's the Hillary investigation going? Oh, he did drop that. Good point. Well, you never know. That may so, come up again. As a too. matter of fact, I think I think Trump only tells lies. <laughs> well, so. listen, he talked about the wall, and I'm st- I still don't think the wall is going to happen. But he definitely put an executive order out to get money towards it. You know, deregulation, like stuff like that. So I I don't know where to lie on this, or where I lie on this. No pun intended. <laughs> he may necessarily do that. So I here's my thing. I don't think that. Uh I don't think this is going to fly with Pence. Now, Pence doesn't have a whole lot of pull currently. No. However, no Bannon, Bannon does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Bannon has no part in this whatsoever. Oh, no. He will not be supportive of, of this. Yeah, but where, where does Breitbart land on yeah, gay I don't, people? I, don't I know, know they that... hate blacks and they're not fond of Jews. <laughs> right, and they hate liberals. Again, I don't know that they – I haven't seen them come out one way or the other about the, the gays. I don't think that the, to call them, uh, you know, the neo-Nazi kind of uh, <laughs> mentality. Uh, it's I, usually I not do- pro-gay. <laughs> right. I think they they claim it as a sickness, a, you know, a disgusting portion of the populace. It is not their primary objective, as far as I have seen. Yeah, so much in the fact that they're just like, we don't, that's not an, a priority with us right now. Maybe one right. day we'll get to that. Right. I think, again, so the only other thing I would consider about this is that as far as Trump is concerned, the LGBT community is 
very good for him in his real estate endeavors and their ability to revitalize and gentrify areas. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. I was going to say they are at the at the forefront of of setting trends in music, fashion, all those sorts of things. Again, and he's a big corporate guy, so uh, you know, maybe maybe he sees them as as valuable allies in those things. Maybe it's a chance to get the the, <laughs> the liberal media office back for 5 minutes. Hard to say. Um, but no, it seems like it would be a good thing, and I don't think Trump is very pro-good things. <laughs> I think he will keep that promise. Well, we'll see. I think if it was strictly up to him, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you. But the fact that uh, you've got Bannon having his ear all the time... Uh, I, no, I agree. But can you imagine the pushback that he will get if he fucks with that? Hmm... No, from and I mean pushback in the in the in the sense of protests, like more so than now, well, more so look, than the travel ban as, push. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun and get on again on the ban right now, but right. the ban, big deal. But we're really talking about 139 people got detained and people went crazy. Well, a lot more than that did not actually get onto the airplanes in their port of departure, though. Right, they but were they were fighting from. to get those specific people out at that time. That's a small amount of people, and that was a lot of people protesting. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit. I think that there's a lot more a lot more people were affected than mm. than just the people who were stuck at the at the uh, airport. No, no, no. Wild, I, I agree so. with that. And again, I don't want to jump the gun, but I'm just saying that was a big turnout. Yeah, and millennials love gay people. <laughs> it's I true. Love I love them too. I love gay people too. Fuck with gay people, you're gonna have a big problem on your hands. I think that's likely. I think it likely would be a uh, a bigger a bigger problem for him, but uh, I don't know. But we'll he, see. But you have to. But he surrounds himself with with people with yes men, though, and all, all his core constituents, though, are you know redneck anti gay. So the people that he listens to are not going to say anything different. The protests will be bigger and louder, and there'll be more coverage on the news and more outrage. But the little cocoon that he's surrounding himself with won't change. Right. But th I feel that, at least in my eye, those protests are not for him. They are for other GOP people who need to fight him and Very who rely true. on votes in the future and be like, oh, we're fucked if this continues. <laughs> yeah. And that's the message that has to get out. In two years, if you have not gotten rid of him, you will be gone and somebody else will be replaced you to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. All Hopefully. right. I'm – I am going to uh, – let's get to some of the, the Trump stuff in a bit. But first, I want to uh, hit some of the state news real fast here. Uh, some of the things that have come up just this week or since the last podcast. In New York, Albany, New York, there is a movement uh, advocates for the aid in dying. Uh, reintroduced a bill for the state that would allow mentally competent, terminally ill New Yorkers to be able to take a lethal dose of medication prescribed by a doctor in order to, you know, end their lives. Uh, some of the quotes in here was, uh, I don't want to suffocate when cancer invades my lungs. I don't want to starve when cancer invades my liver. I don't want to not recognize my son if cancer invades my brain. I think those are pretty strong arguments for the... Uh, pushing of this bill. And, of course, we've got uh, Adam Prezio, I imagine is the way you pronounce his name, who is uh, heading up the opposition. Phew, uh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there's no, I was waiting for that. <laughs> the, he's claiming that the legislation could make uh, physician-assisted suicide uh, too safe, and he fears that people could be pressured into choose uh, death 
or because of uh, like falling prey to uh, heirs seeking their inheritance or uh, people with disabilities being killed through coercion so the insurance companies can save money. That is so convoluted. <laughs> yeah, he's basically to the point that, well, an insurance company could convince you to kill yourself and provide the drugs you to do it because that'll save them money in the future because they're paying for the drugs to keep you alive. That's true. Now, That's possible. Do I think a health insurance company or a pharmaceutical company would do that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 100%. I, I pretty, yeah. Can, can we work around that? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure we can. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that nobody is uh, going to be committing suicide this way with um, right. without the consent of their people around them, without the, you know the physician, and there's several different safeguards there. Yeah, I just I just truly can't believe that the right to die people would think it should belong to anybody other than the individual. Like that just blows my mind. Well, no, the 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 right belongs to God. That's the whole point. They're right. No, I know. I remember <laughs> yeah, the teachings the, but- of the great Mother Teresa. I know the importance <laughs> of suffering and dying an agonizing death and losing your mind and losing your family and just shitting in your own pants and then dying. But, man, just to think that, that the state or this group of individuals should have some say in whether or not you live or die, just, just, just how un... How dangerously vain. But yeah. what is their angle, though? Why is the, why do they stick yeah, – no, but we've already determined that that's not really the angle. That's the excuse they use. Well, I, I think it is – It's well, it's two things. It's the angle and it's the, the whole slippery slope argument Be, because if you allow that to happen, then you know abortion somehow becomes less of a bad thing somehow. I don't know. So it ties in, into in abortion. That's the angle. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of it, I think. It's the whole, you know, life. Every life is sacred, no matter what. Sure. Period. Right, but <laughs> these people don't necessarily follow their religion. Shouldn't the argument be over right after that? Well, no, but but their whole argument to that is, well, then eventually you will come to Jesus because he'll come to you eventually. So we're just trying to save your soul or control you. One of the two. What if the person is? Uh, that's such a stupid argument, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we know. Uh, so so right now six. Six states do allow medical aid in the dying. The only two that are listed in this article are uh, Colorado and California. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm not sure what the other four are, but it is not widely accepted throughout the United States. And the other thing that I mentioned is uh, one big point of opposition is the Catholic Church. All of them are against, against the idea of assisted suicide. Shocking. And they, you know, they carry quite a bit of... uh, Quite a bit of pull. Um, the next thing is South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota has passed an anti-evolution legislation proposed by State Senator Jeff Monroe. Oh, wait. He proposed the last one. Hmm. I don't know who proposed this one. But in any case, it now the Senate has passed it. It's going to the House, and it basically makes it so evolution would not need to be taught in schools. Is something else replacing it? No. So, but basically, what this would what this would enable is any teacher could teach the strengths and weaknesses of any scientific information, including climate change, evolution, and intelligent design. Hmm. It basically frees up the teacher to teach whatever they would like when it comes to uh, science. 
But I thought that the department, well, yeah, let's get into that later, but I thought the Department of Education set standards for education. I didn't know that the state still had latitude to change base curriculum. And this seems like that. Now, I believe each state does have 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 a very strong role in what uh like what course what the courses can contain what the textbooks are hmm. like Texas for example is whatever they choose as their texts since they have so many schools they tend to have an effect on the entire country mm, sure. on what on what books are out there most so I would think well California has a higher population I thought and I thought you know they would outnumber maybe people just follow Texas if they want to be backwards Stone aged or iron aged, sorry. I thought it was bronze age. <laughs> Could be bronze. I'll buy that. Kentucky is now, Republicans have introduced a bill that would make the Christian Bible, especially the crucifixion of Jesus, the trials of Job, and the Ten Commandments part, part of the uh, high school curriculum. What? Come on. Yes. Oh, no, that's gone too far. The quote from this article is, whether you believe that it's the word of God or you think it's complete fiction, you can't deny the impact it's had on our culture. Which, that is an argument that I've actually uh, somewhat made, in that if you want to have religious studies now in this, I've always thought of it as being a university, college-level studies of, of the Bible. To me, it's equivalent to studying, you know, the Norse gods, the Greek gods, the Roman gods having a, a study of, of religious beliefs, I, I don't see a, a problem with that. However, that is not their intent. <laughs> no, it, this is not a, a comparative religion course. No. Obviously. In no way. No. This specifically puts the Christian Bible in the schools and nothing else. Right. And yeah, in high if it school. Was, if, it, if they added everything, <laughs> the Koran and all that shit, I would say, okay, well, you have a religious studies class, but come on. Who are you trying to kid? This is something that I think uh, uh, some uh, people in Kentucky need to start pushing for. I don't know who, what the secular coalition looks like in Kentucky, but try and push for the inclusion of uh, the Quran. I mean, think about uh, think about the impact that Islam has had on on our society. You you got to include some of that, right? And see how well that flies over. Biggest religion <laughs> in the world, right? I think Christianity is still the biggest. If you is well, it really? I, I thought there were way more Muslims. No, not not than Christians, but I think the it depends on how you define Christians. If you divide them up as Catholics or uh, Protestants, yeah. But if you just go straight Christian, then yeah, they are a number. So it seems we have uh, lost Ian oh, momentarily. Oh, he might be back in a moment. He uh, his internet went down. So no, oh, there yeah. you go. I was wondering. Yeah, we'll press on with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he just showed back up on the shared document, so I imagine he'll be back online in a moment. Sure. Well, he just won't get to talk about Kentucky. Um, <laughs> what a shame. I think he's back. I'm back. <laughs> All right. Have you guys just continued on? I have oh, not. Mostly. Good. I, well, I haven't stopped my my recording or anything. I, I feel like I can just seamlessly re-enter. All right. Excellent. <laughs> uh, we are going to move on to the Religious Freedom Bill in Colorado. Actually, this I should have put under good news. <laughs> the State House panel for the third straight year has... The Republican group has uh, tried to expand religious freedom protections in Colorado, and it has been shot down yet again. Yeah, Colorado. Colorado, always looking better and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, there's not a whole lot more to it. Basically, there's a, the, I'll post the article, but there's a whole bunch of information on what the bill could do and how bad it could be. And as it turns out, it was shot down. So I assume this is just more of people disguising hatred and bigotry as religious freedom. Exactly. Okay. Specifically against the LGBT community. That's important. <laughs> In Annapolis, Maryland, they, uh, some death with dignity advocates, are trying to pass an end-of-life options bill. So again, another... Uh, this seems to be a big topic after the uh, the recent election. Well, but, I think he gave people the, the freedom to be bigoted and self-righteous, hmm? so... Hmm. Or are they just trying to jam everything through as fast as possible before there's a, an impeachment here? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the opposite. Quick. This is people are just like, hey... I can't handle any more of this Trump world. I want to check out. <laughs> Give me a hand. Oh, okay. I misunderstood the way the the, the way yeah, it this, sounded. Yeah, this this is a uh, an options for death. So it's a death of dignity thing. It's a uh, a bill that would allow people to uh, to end their life if they're in you know extreme pain, and it's basically it would allow people with six months or less to live to get uh, life ending prescriptions. I don't know how um, it is. I don't know if Maryland is left leaning or right leaning. They're close to D.C., so I'm thinking left leaning, but. There's also a significant chunk of, you know, Pennsylvania and Maryland. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a tough call. Yeah. yeah. Again, though, the Maryland Catholic Conference is part of the coalition in opposition to the bill. <laughs> of <goodness>. course. <laughs> what would you guys do in that situation if you had six months to live? Well, it depends. It really depends on the situation. If I was riddled with cancer and in pain and couldn't really do much, yeah, that would probably be something that, uh, you know, I would think about. I Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you've... Yeah, I guess gone, a lot depends on the circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on if you've gone to all the doctors and, you've, you know, you, you've gone through all you can go through, then, yeah, why suffer if you're, if the end is going to be the same anyway? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I assume we're assuming that, you know, I've had time to, to get my affairs in order and reconcile everything with my estate and, you know, make sure I've had ample time with my family and I can no longer enjoy those things and... <laughs> I don't have any plans to go out in any sort of spectacular way. Please, when Owen's old enough, will he take over my Marvel Puzzle Quest account? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I was teaching him how to play this weekend, so. Yeah. Karen, Karen was hard at work. Karen and Craig. It was it was good times. <laughs> uh, well, how does it affect um, uh, life insurance, I wonder? Hmm. That is a very good question. I, yeah, I was going to say. I, I would like to know more. I don't see that that's been addressed in any of the articles that I've read. Because I know life insurance, a lot of life insurance policies are invalid if uh, if the person commits suicide. But if you're on your deathbed, I mean, is there some wiggle room there? It's an insurance company. Probably not. No, probably <laughs> less wiggle room. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Interesting. I, I would like to think that the law might address it, but it doesn't specifically say so. Well, probably a lot of it depends on whatever policy you got. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, a lot of them have, you know, accidental death. Double indemnity stuff, stuff like that. What about um, people that are depressed? I mean, clinically, long-term depressed. Well, you're not in danger of dying in six months, though. Right. So I guess it doesn't apply to them? Well, I, the, so parts of it that cover, I think that falls under mental illness. Mm. And the the mental illness is, that gets really tricky because... When somebody is determined to be mentally ill, they're not able to, you know, sign off that they are competent to make a decision right. that they shouldn't live mm. anymore. <laughs> sure. 
but I don't think depression makes you incompetent. It just makes you're, you're miserable. Right. I think it, uh, it, it just complicates the issue. It makes it so, um, I don't know which one it was, but one of these two did state that at that point you would have to get a sign off from two separate physicians mm-hmm. saying that, um, you know, you're competent mind to make this decision and that they agree. And so I think it just complicates it a little bit. I don't think that it's off completely off the board. Plus, there's nothing physically stopping those people from doing it. Right. True. You know, somebody riddled with cancer just can't do it. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that that is what this law is is to address is the people that can't do it. It really is. I would say say that the depression is probably not for this case. Sure. And like Jared said, they, they usually tend to go with a more traditional non doctor assisted suicide. <laughs> you know, the way I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. That's, that's not funny, Jared. <laughs> it's not, but I know. <laughs> so the next thing that I have, I am all out of state, individual state news, but uh, the next thing that I have is the most recent news. Trump just announced before we started recording his pick for the Supreme Court. Of the top three, there was Thomas Hardiman. Bill Pryor and Neil Gorsuch. Uh, Neil Gorsuch is his pick, as I'm sure everyone is aware, because it's all over the news. I was really hoping he would go with Thomas Hardiman, but I was pretty sure he wasn't because it would have been a logical move. (laughs) Thomas Hardiman is, uh, was, I just want to mention the other three people. He was a, he is a conservative judge, but what he has done for between the the separation of church and state, uh, the things that I disagree with are very minor, and I don't disagree with him that hard. He seems like a pretty reasonable kind of judge. I mean, he is conservative, but he's not, not too bad. Bill Pryor, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. Bill Pryor was the one I was actually scared he was going to pick. Um, Mark Joseph Stern of Slate said that Pryor is the only nominee on Trump's shortlist who would merit a filibuster. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, but Gorsuch, though, is the Hobby Lobby lawyer. That is true. He did go with Gorsuch, and Gorsuch does have a pretty poor history, as far as I'm concerned, on the separation of church and state. Yeah, that's it's pretty bad. I mean, yeah, there's worse, but that doesn't mean he's good. No. He's against assisted suicide, too. Yeah, very much so. He wrote a book about that. Yeah. Um, he also ruled, and I don't know this case at all, but I just love his name. He ruled in a case, The Little Sisters of the Poor Home for the Aged versus Burwell. <laughs> that that ruled- sounds like it took place 250 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he ruled that religious beliefs, uh, if religious beliefs come into conflict with facts or the law, he believes your religion should take precedence. <laughs> but he's a strict constitutionalist. I mean, you know, as the words are written on the paper kind of guy. Right. So that doesn't that doesn't jive. Well, but the separation so is Ted <laughs> the separation mm-hmm. of church and state isn't actually written in the Constitution. Um, he reads it slightly differently, apparently. Uh, he reads it that uh, more on the freedom of religion side than the uh, separation of church and state. Remember the the wall of the wall between church and state. That was a uh, Jeffersonism, wasn't it? It was uh, not actually in the Constitution. There was a paper that came out shortly after. It was a treaty. That more directly address the separation of church and state. I'll, you know, I'll find it. If I'll, I will mention it again, if I find it. But yeah, he is not a. I don't know. I don't know what the Democrats are going to do. I don't know if they are going to do what the Republicans did with Garland, or if they're just going to look at it and take a vote. No, nah, this one's going through. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, the Democrats I was say, could was filibuster. One of, was, right. 
<laughs> if one of the options are roll over and take it, that's gonna <laughs> that's the option. Well, there's a couple of Democratic Democrats that are start that are fighting back, but there's not enough. No. I mean, they, they, in theory, they could fill up. They can actually filibuster the um, for the Supreme Court nomination, but they can't for some of the cabinet appointments. So it's the Treaty of Tripoli is the one I'm thinking of that addressed um, right. President John Adams wrote in it a specific text about the separation of church and state. So it's a founding father that yes. should carry some weight. <laughs> and he, it was something like uh, the United States is in no way a Christian nation, I think is uh Yeah, as the government of the United States of America is not in any sense founded on the Christian religion, as it is, has no character or entity against the laws, religion, of tranquility, or tranquility of Muslimen, Muslims. So it was specifically, you know, we've got nothing against you Muslims, just because <laughs> we're Christians. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, that that was um, <laughs> that was when um, Muslim ships were attacking our transports to Europe just because we weren't uh, we weren't Muslim and they were taking our stuff because well we weren't Muslim. Mm. <laughs> that was yeah interesting document. Yes, now, it is. Uh, mm. On the fact of whether or not the Democrats are going to do anything, they did. When was this? Was this today or yesterday? That they uh, the Democrats boycotted two votes. They were supposed to vote on Tom Price for the Department of Health and Human Services and Steve Nuchin for the Department of uh, Treasure, Treasury, but they uh, they skipped it. Yeah. Did no you guys quorum. hear about this? No. Can you just do that? I, I mean, just, <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it happened. So I guess I just feel like that if this were happening the other way around, I would be equally shocked. <laughs> Like, yeah. can, can the Republicans just shut down the government because they don't like it? <laughs> yes, apparently yes. they can. <laughs> so does uh, the vote still go on or are they just like, oh, we can't even vote. So we have yeah, to. The, uh, uh, because the Democrats decided not to show up, they didn't have quorum and they could not hold a vote. This is in the subcommittee that is uh, actually nominating the person to the full Senate. Right. So, so they it, have to pass the subcommittee first, and if they're approved by the subcommittee, then it goes on to the, the full Senate, and the subcommittee Democrats just didn't show up. It turns out they were outside of the uh, of the room, and when the reporters came to them and said, hey, what's going on? They What they said was, uh, yeah, Price and Nuchin lied during their hearings, and we're not going to vote on this until we get the truth. Mm, wow. Ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. Bold move. For a Democrat, extreme balls. <laughs> yeah. Were any of them crying? <laughs> Openly weeping? Was there a camera? Then yes. I don't know. There's a camera on the Republicans who were saying that the most alarming thing that I've seen in my 40 years of the U.S. Senate, and that just means you've been in the Senate too long, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was uh, That was Hatch from Utah. Oh, no term geez. limits for congressmen and senators is outrageous. And judges. Isn't yeah. that one of the things that Trump promised? What, term limits? Term limits. He did. Yeah. That would be a good thing to pass. It would be, but unfortunately, he's a dirty liar. <laughs> did he say term limits? I know he was big on getting lobbyists out. Well, he already I, said he wasn't going to drain the swamp. That was just something he made up. <laughs> well, he did do, um, you can't be a lobbyist for some number of years after you leave government. I don't remember how many. It was like five years. Something slightly inconvenient for a rich person. I would like to give a shout out uh, for all the these different hearings and stuff that's going on to uh, Senator Casey. He has been a big, big proponent or opponent of these uh, 
nominated. Not all of them. Some of them he voted in. Uh, some of the ones that uh, we didn't really care about, we didn't really mention on the on the podcast. But the bigger ones, like Devos mm-hmm. and Price and Nuchin, he is speaking out against. Uh, he even tweeted, Mr. Nuchin told me that his bank didn't engage in robo-signing, a predatory practice, and he found Doc showing that he did. So he has evidence that uh, that he lied under oath and is, was one of the senators who boycotted the, the votes. Wow. Nice. He's always been, a, you know, a quiet but competent senator, so. He was also very uh, vocal during the uh, DeVos voting. Mm-hmm. I watched that today, and uh, that was one of the most depressing things I've ever watched. Yeah, now why is it depressing? I got an... <laughs> so they... They decided that they were going to take a vote. Uh, the chairman decided that it was just going to happen. There were several people saying, well, we still want to debate this. And eventually the the chairman was like, well, there's nothing more to debate. And half the Democrats went, I haven't said anything yet. And he was like, yeah, I'm chairman, whatever. Uh-huh. And so he called for a vote. All the Republicans voted yes for the nominee. Hatch wasn't there. So when it came to Hatch, the chairman said... And I can't remember the chairman's name, but he said yes via proxy. Mm. And then they went to the Democrats and they all voted no. And the clerk said, okay, uh, it's 12, 12 yes and 11 no. And the chairperson immediately said, okay, it passes and that's it. And we went to move on. And, uh, Senator Murray on the Democrat side, I think she's the minority leader in the, in that session. But in any case, she said, uh, she immediately broke in and said, wait a minute. Uh, we, in the, in our rules, it says that you have to be here to vote. So your proxy, that doesn't count rule number six, she cited in the, their rules. And, and, uh, the chairperson said, oh, well, you have to bring that up at the time. We've already, the vote is over. What? So <laughs> you can't bring that up now. And so the Democrats got all fired up and he's like, well, we can vote on whether or not you can overrule me. But hey, Hatch just walked in. So let's vote on that. Mm. And so they took a vote as to whether or not she could overrule him. And they voted that uh, she couldn't. And then he said, just to prove a point, uh, let's vote again as to whether or not we're going to approve her. And the Democrats went, you can't just call a vote that we haven't like you can't just have you a vote. Yeah, you can't just call an insult vote for fun. <laughs> right. You could, But they had a vote. The Democrats are arguing that it was 11 to 11. Uh, the Republicans can say, well, we're going to have another vote now. And the Democrats went, wait, you can't just look at a, the result of a vote and then say, well, we're going to vote again because now we outnumber you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the chairman said, yes, I can. I'm the chairman. And that's what they did. I'm learning quite a bit about our government. And apparently there is no fucking rules to anything. No. Well, that's the thing. There are rules for this. And uh, Casey and uh, uh, Senator Whitehouse, Senator Whitehouse is also Democrat. They came out and they said, you are setting really bad precedent. You are ignoring all the rules of the Senate and just doing things. He's like what he what he actually one of the things he said was you're being one of the things Republicans are being accused of is ramming these nominees down our throats. And we've argued that, no, they're actually, you know, we're actually going to have a hearing. And now you're proving that that's what you are doing. Yeah. And what was his reply? I'm the chairman. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the chairman was like, okay, you've had your chance to speak, and now uh, it's over. And what can anybody do about this? Nothing? No, nothing. She was approved, and we'll be heading on to the full Senate for the vote. So now, the- keep, it, keep in mind, I mean, if Horan ha- Orin, Orin, what the hell kind of name is Orin? <laughs> if he had been there, they would have won 12 to 11 anyway. So it was all just a bunch of posturing and nonsense and throwing each other the bird for no 
no reason. But I guess they you got set, a point there. Yeah. They had a timetable. They missed the timetable. He was late. So they tried to do it anyway, and nothing changed. But it's still bullshit. And I would want to point out that uh, Paul Ryan – I'm not – I'm sorry, not Paul Ryan. Rand Paul. Mm. Rand Paul was uh, in the room. And completely sided with the Republicans in every way. He at no point vo voiced any dissension to the BS that they were pulling and breaking the rules. Um, everybody is – a lot of people that I know are like, well, I'm a Republican, but I would have voted for Rand Paul, not not Trump. And uh, yeah, he's he's 100% behind the Republicans. So Yeah. Oh, he was – even during the, the primaries. It was so obvious. He switched well, I mean, his tune – I mean, he he's always been the the small government libertarian types, but he's also very religious. So he will have no problem with DeVos if she takes you know gets rid of the Department of Education. He'll be perfectly happy. It's small government and religion. Woohoo! So this is right up his alley. <laughs> he he he's not the savior people make him out to be. No pun intended. They know <laughs> that though. They he they were all hoping for his father, and they didn't get his father. He I believe during the primaries he went on a whole. Like, look at me. I have a piece of bacon wrapped around my gun <laughs> type thing that Ted Cruz did. <laughs> this yeah. is how we cook bacon down south. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he sold out. But even at his core, he's still not the person you want. Oh, yeah. hell no. Those libertarians yeah. are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is very sad news, Ray. Yeah. I'm losing more and more faith in and. The rules of democracy every well, day. The, the sad part of it is, is probably the nation would be better off is she if she actually just dissolved the Department of Education. Because I didn't even realize it didn't exist until the 80s. It was always a, a state run. I mean, the South will suffer and they'll have, you know, the next generation will be stupider than the current generation. Uh, but right. But that's that's probably not her intention. Her intention is to change it to, you know. No, the what is her what does she want what is this voucher the voucher system that yeah, they she constantly wants, talk about well Charter she schools. wants the voucher system and this is another thing that Casey said during the uh, the hearing was that uh, he he was a big proponent of public schools and he said that what she plans on doing is taking the money from the education system taking it away from the public schools and most most poor to middle class kids go to public school. She's going to take the money away from that and put it into this voucher system so that you can go to charter schools and then lift the, the protections on charter schools so that they can uh, teach religion mm. freely. And she is trying to further the kingdom of God. And what that ends up doing is it takes the the money away from public schools for poor kids and gives it to the uh, teachers who are teaching the kids who are parents who can afford it, the mm. charter schools. So it's really going to be harmful for public schools. And they're already strapped for cash. Yes. Who was it? Yeah, it was Trump, wasn't it? it was, I mean, one of his idiotic tweets said something about, you know, the public schools are flush with cash. And it's like, <laughs> what? Have you been to any of them? Oh, no, you never have. Right. I forgot. Yeah. Nor have any of his children. No. no. Nowhere near. It's the same fantasy that people, when they get bent out of shape because – the, you know, they hear about another, you know, teacher strike on the news. They have this fantasy that teachers are just living the sweet life. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. They get summers off. They make so much money. They get all the regular federal holidays. Plus, it's, I was like, you guys have no idea how shitty it is to be a teacher. It's they a lot of work. make very low wages. Not, you know, not Ian low wages, but, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing compared to an appropriate amount of compensation that they deserve. Kids are a goddamn nightmare. 
uh, all that time off is spent working on your curriculum for next year. All those days off are spent grading papers and, you know, grading tests and reading book reports and just, just horrible, horrible stuff that people I, – I just – I would never want to be a teacher. Ian, you're crazy. Those days off and on the summers, they're getting together with the scientists to further their <laughs> liberal agenda. Don't you know anything? <laughs> there can be a lot of them Clearly not. To... I went to public school. I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of them take, take the summers and they, you know, they get, they have to continue with their education. They, they can't just get their teaching degree and then stop learning. They right. have to continue getting, they take credits throughout oh my God. their careers. Most of the teachers that I knew in high school in their summer took second jobs. Sure. Yeah. Painting houses and shit. <laughs> yeah. They have to. They don't make that, they don't make that much money. But see, I always thought that the angle in this was not so much that teachers are living so high on the hog. It's that they try to teach the kids actual facts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh. <laughs> that's another layer of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of DeVos's plan. We're not we're not going to teach science. We're teaching the alternative. It's much more important that people believe in God than they understand how you know reality works. Yeah. Uh, the next thing that I had, we talked about this a little bit last time, was the Roe versus Wade and can it uh, can it be overturned? I just wanted to hit this real quick. There was a good article on five thirty eight dot com that. It's entitled, Trump Probably Can't Get Roe vs. Way Overturned. Um, so the article goes into the fact that you can't overturn. It's not like an executive order where you can do another order or just remove the order. This is a a ruling, and it is now permanent. The only way that the Supreme Court could rule on it again is if another case were to reach them that was on the same topic. But how could that happen? Because we already have a ruling. It's called Roe versus Wade. Right. Right. So it's highly unlikely that the Supreme Court could ever do anything to undo Roe versus Wade. However, <laughs> this article goes also goes into the way that it could be limited, the way that it could be, you know, just narrowed down to the bare minimum. Well, just look around. Look at a lot of the states are already doing it. And they're all using the same formula. They use the same, you know, code words, and they say they use the same arguments. This is they are very organized about how they are narrowing the availability of abortion. But look at the death penalty in the United States. That has gone back and forth a couple times. So it is possible. It it has happened. There have been times in the United States where the death penalty was not legal, and now it is. And the states apply it differently. And this is this has the potential of being the same thing, but you're right. I mean, the, the Supreme Court has to be willing to overturn a previous court's ruling, and that's hard to do. Yeah, it really is. They don't, they don't like to do that. And new guy Neil, right? He's not into that. He's like, oh no. Once it's been decided, it's been decided. Generally, yes. Um, he is. People are calling him a Scalia clone. Yeah. So in that manner, Scalia would not have taken something to undo something that was already ruled on by the Supreme Court. I mean, no matter how many problems I had with the guy, I don't think that that was going to be I don't know. Case. I think his religion might have over been more important. I mean, Scalia was a highly religious person, as is this guy. And this guy has never ruled on an abortion case. So we don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know. I'm not saying – yeah. I mean, who, you just don't know. Who knows no. what – Secret handshake he made with Trump back there, but I have a feeling it's going to be more business-like than like, look, we got to get this Roe versus Wade overturned. It seems like it. If Pryor would have been his choice, then I would have been completely the opposite, but it seems like he's a little bit more reasonable. 
Gorsuch, that is. I don't know. I still am all for people doing the, uh, what's it called, the GoFundMe to to uh, pay for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's health bills. <laughs> <laughs> I think her health insurance is covered. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm, yeah. She, if she goes away, yeah, that would be a, uh, a major problem. Yeah. So we need to, to just hold out at least until Trump is gone. Keep yeah. eating that vitamin C, right? Yep. <laughs> so Sessions' vote is coming up tomorrow. I think it's uh, tomorrow. Man, I can't keep them straight there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot going on with that one though, too, right? There is Sessions. Sessions is probably the most hated among Democrats, among non-Republicans. The article that came up in my news was uh, he is also on the uh, the First Amendment Defense Act. He's on board with that, which again is the, the bill to try and go against LGBTQ community, to try and make it so that they can be discriminated against. It's a, the First Amendment Defense Act, so it, it defends the religious freedom, the religious yeah. freedom to... Be an asshole to other people. Yeah. What's well, the, le- the the legal freedom to discriminate? Yes, against who you choose to discriminate. You can't discriminate against black people or you know, women, but you can discriminate against um, against the LGBTQ community. How? I, I don't understand how. Um, did, did you guys see the? Uh, so uh, Yates, who is the acting or was the acting attorney general till uh, Trump fired her last night? Yes, or this morning. Um, there is a fantastic video of Sessions uh, when she is being confirmed for the deputy position in the attorney general's office, and he's asking her questions about, if you disagree with the president and you think what he's doing is wrong, what do you, what do, you do? And she's like, well, I, you know, I would say that I disagree with the president and, and I would counsel him and not necessarily follow his orders if he's, if he's wrong. And what he's talking about, he was questioning her because he was concerned about um, Obama putting, you know, doing an executive action that she would have to follow. That's why he was questioning her. But that's what she was fired for by Trump for doing the thing that Sessions <laughs> accused her of not being capable of doing. Right. It's an amazing circle. <laughs> it's what that's what I love though about Democrats for the most part. In a situation like that, you got a very clear cut and straight answer. Yes. I would I would go against it. You asked that same question in the sessions. I can only imagine the fucking <laughs> word kung fu that came out of his mouth to get around that without actually saying it. Right. No, well, th- their go-to phrase is, well, I look forward to working with you on that topic. <laughs> it would depend on the circumstances. I mean, what I want is for somebody to take the words that he said and ask him verbatim those that question. <laughs> you should tweet it to Franken. He'll do it. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get an opportunity necessarily. Are they still asking questions? I, I think they get to ask them during the full the full Senate, uh, you know, inquiry and uh, to see if they can come in. But I mean, yeah. straightforward is is not has not been successful at all. No. Every attempt by the media to be straightforward with them has just ended in some sort of Kellyanne Conway style disaster. <laughs> <laughs> like there has to be a different way to approach these people because that you know that's just it's it's just getting weirder and and scarier by the minute. There's no there's no there's no decency left. I don't know what to do. 
They don't follow the rules. They don't follow the laws. They just – it's just – Well, that's the thing. It's like I always felt that they they were just asking these questions just to get them to say whatever. It really doesn't matter because they just don't have the numbers to, to block any of them. Right. I don't know. But, I mean they do have the numbers to walk out of the vote like they did earlier. I just don't know how long that can go on. Well, yeah, but since they're not following any laws anyway, if they walk out, they'll be like, well, they're not here. Let's vote. Okay, look at that. Majority wins. Sure. <laughs> as as chairman, I choose to change quorum to six people. Right. <laughs> Approved. Change the rules. Yeah. It's just – it's it's stun- – it's – I don't even know what, what to think about it. I mean, it's a straight-up coup. Yeah, it really is. They they are hypocritical. They've done so many things that they have accused accused the the Democrats of doing. The only hope really is that there are some decent Republicans. There are some decent people Ugh. that are Republicans. Like first of all, the hypocrisy. I'm used to that. That's sure. that's old hat. It's the just the boldness and like we're not going to follow the 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 rule of law here. Hmm. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and the threatening to the other people, the reasonable GOP people that you're looking to, to be they're, – they're saying like, get on board or you're going to be gone. Back up the president or, you know, we're going to retaliate. Like, it's threats like that that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's threats like that that you see in third world countries all the time. Right. I mean, it's a banana republic. <laughs> Some of the behavior really is getting that bad. And it's, it, it, yeah, it really is scary. Well, um, if it makes you feel any better, that is kind of the reason we were, you know, fe- fearful of Trump to begin with. It's not yeah. really that unexpected. No, it's not unexpected, but it's playing out in kind of the, 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 the peak of it, craziness. Yeah. I the speed really and with, be... yeah, the speed at with which things are coming to fruition yeah. is alarming. Yeah. Like, I thought they were going to play the long game with me, but they are not. <laughs> well, like I said, if they're not going to follow any court orders, why even bother with a long game? Yeah. 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 I mean, how many um, judges ruled against the the, um, the immigration order, the immigration memo? All of them? Memo. Yeah. <laughs> but they're telling people to do it anyway. I mean, he's ignoring a third of our government. Well, not even just him. The customs guys are just – they're walking in with court orders and they're just going, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Let's, so let's well, – since we kind of are already, let's skip ahead Sorry. to the uh, <laughs> the uh, refugee ban or the, the ban on immigrants. Um, so that was just issued Friday? Sun, sun, yeah. I was going to say Friday, Saturday. Weekend? Somewhere in there. And there's been all the protests. There's all the uh, – how many different airports? There have been – Oh, All dozen. of them, thousands <laughs> yeah. of people show up, and the one thing that you you, you mentioned of you know forgetting the long game, Trump actually did come out and say just yesterday to all of America, it doesn't matter what the judicial branch says, what he says goes. Mm-hmm. That's that's not how this works. No. So there have been rulings by uh, well at least one federal judge. I know there have been there's there, been a couple. Yeah. And the judge basically is ruling against the saying it's not lawful. And it's not. We'll get into that in a second. But basically what Trump is saying is, well, Obama appointed that judge, um, so it doesn't matter. You can't you can't believe what she says <laughs> and just pushing forward. Her, trying her to make her from Mexico and she's out to get me. <laughs> 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 like that doesn't happen. Very similar. <sighs> 
What do you do in light of that? What uh, what recourse do you have now? There is no recourse, right? Well, the recourse is the judicial judicial system. So we, I mean, just because he says ignore them, that doesn't mean that he can ignore them. Well, right. no, but it, the executive branch is the is the police branch, though. If the people, if the police and you know Department of Homeland Security, whoever it is, is doing this, if they're not listening to the ju- the judiciary, that's hard to say. Then we've got a breakdown in the basic fundamentals of the way the government works. They have to listen to the ju- judiciary. Well, that's the thing. So, so when they walk in with a court order and these guys say no, where do they? Where do? They, what is their next step with this court order? Go to the police and say police are part of the executive branch. What? Wait a minute. What? Well, so like, that, the, but like what? the New York Police Department doesn't answer to Trump. No, they that's, do they're, not. they're state. They're state. They're not federal. Remember, there's no federal police. There's there's that's what the FBI and the CIA are. Right. Well, FBI right, more so. More so, yeah. Specifically in Trump's statement, he called out the Department of Homeland Security and said that they will continue to enforce all of the executive orders in a manner that ensures the safety and security of the American people. Now, they are a part of the executive branch yes. that report to Trump. Federal. Yeah, police, the police in the, you know, the JFK, that's state police. That's different. Okay, but so when a federal judge security. brings a court order in and they don't listen, then you would go to... Who to enforce that court order? If they're not listening to the court order, I don't know who you go to. U.S. Marshal Service? <laughs> also federal? Um, Report to him? Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> we need him, Ian. Oh, no, wait, he's a f- dirty <laughs> gop <GOP-er. laughs> I think you have to look to, to the legislative branch at that point. You have to go to Congress and the Senate and say, look, this is out of hand. You're the other branch. Deal with this. I don't know. Or you have to you, you depend on people like Yates who say, no, I'm not going to do that because that's wrong. Who was who was replaced? Yeah. 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 Who was fired? Yeah. Your your number of options are being narrowed quite quickly. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't want to suggest anything beyond what's already been because I don't want to put you guys or the show or anybody on any <laughs> lists that, that they're not welcome to. But that's that's your next recourse. You have wow. to put the people in the streets and you have to. Yeah. You have to let them know that that you are the ones they are representing, not themselves, and you have to take back what is yours. Yeah. And you have to stop it from this heinous level of backslide. And you have to make sure that your wife and son are safe in the Isle of Breton before you <laughs> start this movement. I think I found my head of the reason party. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, so this ban. So during his campaign, he called for a Muslim ban, right? Mm. I mean, it was mm-hmm. that was in the news quite strongly for quite a while. And so now that uh, people are saying, "Oh, he put his Muslim ban on," and everybody's calling it that, apparently, apparently Trump is now whining that they're calling it a Muslim ban because he he says that's not what it is. That's not the, that's not the intent of this ban. It's to protect people. It's not a ban on Muslims. Because that's answer, that's against the Constitution. He can't call it a Muslim ban. Right. Except in Section Five, Part B of his of his order, it says that upon the resumption of admissions, the Secretary of State, with a consult consultation with the Secretary of Homeland Security, is to make changes to the extent permitted by law to prioritize refugee claims made by individuals on the basis of religious-based persecution, provided that the religion of the individual is a minority religion in the individual's country of nationality. 
So if you've received religious persecution, we will allow, allow you into the country uh, beyond this ban. But only if your religion is a minority religion in these uh, Islam-majority nations. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he apparently he went to um uh what's his name the old Giuliani. mayor Giuliani he went to Giuliani and said hey craft me something that makes it legal and Giuliani actually said on tape yeah he said Trump wants uh, uh, the Muslim ban but he didn't want it worded that way so I I tried to word it so it wasn't a Muslim ban. And, but it's a Muslim ban. But it is. It's if you have any religious persecution, as long as you're not a Muslim, you can get into the country. So, theoretically, that would that apply to um, atheists and or apostates? Uh, technically, yes. But would it? Being atheist is not a religion. It it says as long as you are not in uh, as long as you are a minority religion. So I guess that you it could be excluded. Mm. I mean, I mean it, we we all know this is aimed at Christians. That's the point of this is to is to you know save all the Christians from these horrible Muslim countries. That is the point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so can yes. we go back to Giuliani blowing up Trump's spot <laughs> on national TV? That was amazing. I mean, is this guy going to wind up in a ditch soon or what? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to call in Cheney to shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's going to call Vlad and be like, yo, how do you get rid of jerk-offs like this? He's like, yeah. let me tell you a little thing about poison. <laughs> Poisoned umbrellas, very clever. If you want to do it really well, you'll have it done right out in front of the White House with no cameras pointing at him. Yeah. That's what I, I do mean, when I want to make a point. At the very least, I mean, his days are numbered now, right? There's no way he's going to be ever speaking out. I mean, they have got to be enraged about this. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, again... That, that it, there's in, in so much that, you know, that definitely obviously expresses a level of disloyalty that is well, confusing it's more and shocking. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, to this point, when has having recorded evidence on tape been even remotely detrimental to this administration? Well, I would say this is a little bit more because this was not any like wordplay that could be inferred a certain way. He really said in a sentence. He wanted a Muslim ban. It was illegal, so I just figured out a way around it. <laughs> and like Trump's like, it's not a Muslim ban. And then you have this guy say, I just have a feeling like he was brought into a room like, shut it down, dude. You're done. <laughs> Stop talking. Thanks for the plan. It's working swimmingly. I don't know, because I think Trump would be along the lines of, well, he's been good to me, you know, whatever. And I think Bannon's along the lines of how do we kill this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Bannon, can we go back after that story? Sure. Yeah. So Bannon, this is something that was unexpected. This this actually took me by surprise. Trump has put out an executive order where he has removed the what is Joint it? Chiefs Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah. yeah. The, well, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the director of National, National Security. See, National Security Council. Yeah. Well, it's the National Security oh, no, no, Council, Council, but the direct I'm trying to think of what the director is. Director of National Intelligence. That's it. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are no longer part of the National Security Council. But Steve Bannon is. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the Navy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> but he needs the the consent and whatever from of the Senate to do this. Yeah, that's <laughs> this this might be the one that that actually gets sent back. 
Like, I, I even think DeVos is going to sneak through, but mm. my goodness, McCain had a goddamn <laughs> heart attack when he heard this. Yeah, he really <laughs> did. So did Graham. Oh, my I God. I believe it's- Kane said bonkers or something to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is really unheard of. This is, oh. you're taking out the person who knows the most. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff? Are you kidding me? That is the military person. That is, <laughs> I, I just can't imagine taking, oh, you're the most knowledgeable and you're not allowed in my meetings anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just. Steve will email you what you need to know. <laughs> yeah, we'll call you when we need you. <laughs> it, it, it's baffling, too, because I don't understand it. why. I mean, Bannon has access to him, and he has access to Bannon at all times. He has an office in the White House. What is the point of, of bringing him <laughs> into a meeting that he can just fill him into later? And it's on the oh. same floor as his, so he doesn't have to go upstairs. upstairs. <laughs> Did we Did discuss that on the podcast? No, I don't think so. Kellyanne Conway's office, office is up a flight of stairs. And, uh, yeah, he, she's getting less FaceTime with him because she doesn't like to climb stairs. <laughs> Apparently, I, I need to, I need to do a little research on this, but here's what I heard that there was actually, he has a mental condition that he does not like ramps or stairs. Like this is the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, is it called lazy old man syndrome? <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> actually like a there thing. was a video of him walking. He was approaching a ramp in the White House, and there were cameras on him. And the, and he reached over and he grabbed the person's hand who was next to him as wasn't he began it, down the ramp. Wasn't it Theresa May too? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Ugh, I hate her. Do you uh, guys remember the scene in Game of Thrones? When Joffrey is bitching to Tywin that he hasn't been going to the small council meetings. Yes. And Tywin's like, you're more than welcome to come. And he's like, but there's all those steps in that tower. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. if, the, if his majesty wants, we'll have him carried there. <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard a lot of people referring to Donald Trump as Donald Joffrey Trump. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so that just seems to make it more real. <laughs> well, if you... um. If you type into the Google search, Trump stares, it autofills phobia. So this has been searched for a lot. Hmm. Oh, my God. I see the new hashtag. That and President Bannon. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So my only guess is is that Steve is actually legitimately running the show. And he's just like, yeah, that sounds like something I should be a part of because I'm grabbing all the power. Perhaps he owns the P-tape or has a copy of it. (laughs) Oh, but Plausible. everybody knows about the P-tape at this point. What difference does it make? People obviously don't care. Well, wait a minute. There's a difference between – because they, a lot of people just deny it. That well, it doesn't, there's true. no way it exists. If that thing actually got leaked – No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I you, would, you, first of all, the amount of money I would pay to see that is astronomical. <laughs> yeah, believing it and physically seeing it are uh, – I, I, have, I have found even even in today's – alternative facts society there's something you know that takes it to the next level uh you know again i know you guys aren't much for for sports but this was news you know when everybody was like oh you know ray rice allegedly uh punched out his fiance at the borgata and now he's got suspended for two games as soon as tmz released the the web the uh elevator cam footage of him doing that Mm -hmm. he has not worked since that's true. It that two-game ban got turned into a lifetime ban from the NFL. Seeing it makes a difference. Seeing him 
knock that woman out with one punch and then leave her in between the doors (laughs) so the doors would open and close on her head and he pretended like she just passed out. It's cool. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, so so seeing the P video. Yeah, I think that tape would bury him. Seeing the P video might might hopefully be be an end game for Donald (laughs) Trump. If you Google uh, Trump stare phobia there are who is it jezebel.com has come up with some fantastic pictures he never goes downstairs without holding onto the handrail and looking at his feet he's always <laughs> looking at his feet now so, that being said if i were president i wouldn't want to be embarrassed by falling down the stairs either right well, didn't hurt um who was it ford <laughs> yeah but wait a <laughs> minute there's got to be a thousand <laughs> well, shots of coming out of that plane right Yes, that's a, a lot of them are pictures of him coming out of the airplane, and he's hanging onto the rail pretty tight. I don't well, once he's on the stairs. I, listen, I grab the rail when I go down steps too, so I don't. Know. <laughs> eh, yeah. So, how close to any sort of resolution is this current travel ban? Have all the refugees, or most of them, been dealt with at this point, or are they I, still being helped? They were still being helped. The last I had heard, there were lawyers that were showing up and pro bono filing writs. To get them out of the airports, and that it was, it was, it was working. I don't know if it has worked for everyone, but sure. as, as someone who works for a university, here's another mm. piece of it. The uh, our the president of our university actually sent out a letter stating, "Be careful!" Like forewarnings that said, "Our university, to his knowledge, is not currently affected. But if you are from one of these countries, or if you planned on traveling to one of these countries for research or any anything, think about it. Possibly change your plans. Anyone who is here, a student from one of those countries, don't go home during a break. Yeah, right. Um, we will do everything we can to help you." But you may not be able to come back. But yeah, yeah, you may not be allowed back. Okay, that that makes sense. And I, because I, uh, you know, we'll try to do some more research before the next show. Because I know that I want to say Sunday, whenever shortly, you know, immediately after the band, some of our uh, one of our friends down in in Philly is a lawyer. So mm-hmm. specifically to not confuse anybody, <laughs> she is a lawyer slash law professor who. You know, is a uh, defense attorney who specializes in transgendered, you know, issues. So they were down at Philadelphia Airport helping the refugees because they are goddamn hippies. But <laughs> I was happy to see that they were on the front line sure. as I, you know, sat back and ate snacks and did nothing. <laughs> but I, I think it was also important, uh, which I spoke of this a little bit last night with Jared and our friends, that country is not on the Muslim ban list. Like Saudi Arabia and Egypt mm. and other major countries just also happen to be all the Muslim majority countries where Trump currently has business dealings. Correct. Obama wrote that list. Obama wrote that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a lame excuse. Holy crap. I mean, the, the, the terrorists that, that uh, on 9-11, the majority of them were from Saudi Arabia. I think there was Yemen and – Afghanistan, maybe a little bit in there. Actually, of of I just I don't know if I have it linked or not, but of all of the terroristic attacks that have been committed on American soil, this ban would have prevented none of them. Sure. Oh, uh, no, yeah, this is this is pandering again to the base. So, did you know that right now in the United States of America there are people on student visas from North Korea? Right. North Korea is allowed to send students here. There's not many of them, but we had one at the university a few years ago studying, you know, 
nuclear engineering, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. and during graduation, he petitioned and was allowed to not wear a gown, but he wore a uh, uniform, a North Korean uniform. Yeah, you know, I'm suddenly for a new ban. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the point, though. There's not a ban on students from North Korea, but there's a ban on students from Iraq. Yeah. The the country that we're fighting with. Yeah, this has nothing to do with security. <laughs> no. It's complete nonsense. The Iraqis are so confused right now, too. Oh, yeah. They really are. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't come here either. <laughs> I, well, and that's a really dangerous game to play because you know that Trump has gone, whoa, Maybe we should just pull back all of our, our soldiers. Oh, crap. I mean, they're, you know, what are they, advisors? But Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> all the Kurds. Um, yeah. <laughs> no more help again. Bad luck for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh. So the Secular Coalition for America put out a statement on the ban, and uh, I just wanted to read the one line. It says that the executive order must be recognized as the establishment of a religious test that is incompatible with our Constitution and values as Americans. I think that sums it up quite clearly, that part of it actually has, by definition, a religious test. If you are a persecuted person from a uh, minority religion that's a religious test and that yeah. that makes it unconstitutional and i think that's well, a clear way to find it doesn't the very fact that they said christians get priority minority religions they didn't say christians there's okay cuz i kept hearing that they're like well christians get priority Christians, that, that's not written into it? it no, nowhere in it does it say Christians. It specifically right. says a minority religion from these nations, and all of these nations are Muslim-majority nations. Right. So right. it specifically <laughs> excludes Muslims, just in an opposite, deceptive kind of way. Yeah. I think the thing that bothers me the most about this is, you know, as an immigrant, um, you know, we immigrated from Britain, so it's not that big of a deal. But still, America is... The place where, you know, you're poor, you're downtrodden. This is – it is the shining example of the way countries should be. And that is all gone to shit now. And that's a that's a shame. That's a real damn shame. And it know? happened in 10 days. And it happened <laughs> yeah. in 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> all that promise, all of that, you know, shining beacon on the hill crap is all gone. If I no. hadn't been so busy at work, I'd be going around to all these Trump people and asking them, well, what – so how do you think it's going? Yeah. I had the op- the opportunity to do that today to a very staunch Republican. He makes fun of liberals and stuff like that, and he's real hardcore. He, I asked him, I was like, so how are you uh, feeling about Glorious Leader now? <laughs> and uh, he was like, um, and he was honest with me, which was surprising. He was like, a lot of these picks I'm not happy with, but mainly because of lack of experience, because, but I'm torn because I under- I'm of the mind that Washington needs to be cleaned out anyway. Um, so he's a little bit torn on inexperience versus let's get out these people who've already been in there screwing things up in his mind. Mm. He likes that HBV1 thing. Oh, the that, visa. Yeah. Yeah, that just went down. Um, he's like, that's probably the best thing. We didn't really get into the ban or anything like that. Uh, um, but he was kind of not super excited. Mm. You know, what he was expect? like, not what I thought it would be, but he's doing mm. a lot of things. And I guess that's something. <laughs> But what I mean, he's doing what he promised. What did he? What did he think? Well, like he's very. I would say he's probably more libertarian than anything. Mm. 
And he's definitely all about working and workers and stuff like that. And a, a lot of these people who voted for Trump, who were like, whatever the wall, whatever the Muslim ban, just mm. get me a fucking coal mining job back, please. There has been a done, lot of movement on that. All he's done is take credit for things that were already in the works so far. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them are saying to themselves, well, oh, why are we wasting time with this thing, with this with this travel ban or with, you know, these pipelines? That's not getting me a job in West Virginia right. or whatever. You know, just what a lot of them are just they're not ready to commit and be like, this is bullshit because yeah. it has only been 10, <laughs> 10 or 11 days. days. <laughs> True. So they're not overexcited. Then you have just the mouth breathing morons who are just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. And we'll find one video of one black guy saying that he loves Trump and loves the ban. And therefore, mm. we're all crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the lunatics, there's no helping them. Yeah. Right. So so what's what's what is next down the executive order pipeline in, in your opinions? I mean, is it is it I get like uh, was did today anything come out? Have we gone a day without an executive order? Is he going to bust up the gays? Do you think? Is he going to bust up the internet? What's what is next? I don't the, know. I, I heard in the pipeline that gays was next. Yeah, I, uh, I heard but that. I heard that was supposed to happen today. But I think that he was like, "Look, I'm gonna give you the nomination. I don't want to overload you." <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the drama was quite impressive of the Supreme Court nomination announcement. I mean, eight p.m. On a weekday, prime time. Yeah, he waited for prime time, yeah. Specifically, prime time. He told everybody, the networks all covered it, like CBS, NBC. They all broke into their regular programming to, to display Trump on their television, on sure. our television sets. And on CNN, the guy who was there actually said, this is reality TV meets politics. Yeah. I mean, he specifically said that that yeah, was no, the case. They, I was going to say, there's no mystery in that. He is. He calls himself Donald J. Trump, the ratings machine. In third person, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a ratings game. It's government. But the thing that really struck the me, though, him. <laughs> we, we, we watched the beginning of the announcement. It really is amateur hour, though, because he has to do it live and he can't just, you know, cut and start over and do it again. It's not smooth by any stretch of the imagination. I heard he was reading off a teleprompter. When he does that, he Bally. sounds like an adult. He was reading off the teleprompter, but then partway through, he, he's reading and he's like, oh, and... and he would reference some other thing and then immediately stop, look away from the teleprompter and go, and that was a great thing. I mean, you have to admit, it was just a fantastic <laughs> thing that I did. Like, he he can't stick to the oh, teleprompter. Listen, no. there is a speech th that I've watched multiple times and dissected from him where it is so clear that not only is he reading off the teleprompter, he has not pre-read what is coming. No. <laughs> right. Because he he stops, he reads it, and he goes, yeah, that's true. That's a good thing. He's like, I actually thought it was higher. <laughs> right? You know, like some number or something like that. And he's like, it's so true. It's like it's like the first time he's fucking hearing it. <laughs> did you did you see the the there's a video of him doing that with one of his executive orders? Yeah. He's, he's you're reading right. it I did and it's, see that. It, he's sound, like, it sounds like he's reading it for the very first time. Yeah, he's it's like, like he's reading it to a child and then he shows it to you. <laughs> but, no, but it's like a child reading out of a textbook and going, This pertains to the North Dakota pipeline access oh that's a good thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah this will bring jobs back <laughs> thank you daddy bannon 
<laughs> I'm think, a big boy now. <laughs> I think it was Colbert that said, uh, in reference to the executive order, it sounds like uh, when the father is reading the bed night, uh, the the bedtime story, when normally the mother reads it, and <laughs> and he's like, "So the wolf blew the house down. That's a mean wolf. I mean, look at what he's doing." And <laughs> He just breaks out into these tangents, and you're like, wait a minute, didn't you didn't write this? You have no idea what it says? <laughs> you haven't read it? Yeah. Um, he did sign one executive order requiring that for every new regulation, two must be gotten rid of. That's, a, that's one of the things he promised in a stump speech. It's a very strange executive order. <laughs> so for every new regulation, two must be revoked. How? Why? What, what, yeah, why? why would you, who comes up with that number? What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he promised ah! it, so he did it. So, but it, it's just, it's rules theater. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so all it does is it, it makes it that much difficult to regulate industry, it, which for him is a good thing. Yeah, it's just yes. grade school recess mentality. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, sure, there's a lot of regulations. There's probably some we could get rid of, but... You could address that in a better way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's some sort of regulations quota that you can't <laughs> go yeah. over or under. <laughs> I can't possibly read all of those. That would just be weird. So I'm just going to make this global announcement. Yeah, and small businesses have been treated very, very badly. Oh, God. All right. I've, I'm going to transition off of Trump unless somebody has something else. Please save us. <laughs> now, oh, well, real I don't quickly, know, I just want to say I love all the countries debating whether or not this ban is good or letting Trump into their country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and doesn't he, isn't he scheduled to uh, go visit Putin next week? What? Oh, I, gonna, I didn't hear that. I thought he was going to the UK. Yes. And th yeah, there's a, a million votes saying, please don't come here. <laughs> right. <laughs> a petition. And Canada yeah, right and May, now May is- has, May has already dismissed them and said that it's just a populist movement and yeah. it should be ignored. Because the populist doesn't count? <laughs> no. Hey. I'm the chairman. I'm making new rules. <laughs> yeah. Oy. Okay. Apparently, the Russia thing was just a. Uh, he he mentioned it as a side note that he was talking about uh, establishing a better conversation with Putin. It, mm. it was not an official trip. So. Uh, oh, okay. So the last thing oh. that I have, and I put it under good news, <laughs> because the Satanists are back in the. Uh, are back in the news, the Satanic Temple. <laughs> I love those guys, they're wacky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is in Arkansas, the, uh, the capital of Arkansas. They are wanting to put a statue of Baphomet in the capital, and they are doing this in response to uh, State Senator Jason Rappert. Uh, who wants to install a Ten Commandments monument on the Capitol grounds? And as soon as he did that, they filed a to to put in the statue of Baphomet. And it's so the statue. If you look at the article, it's a it's a male figure with hooved feet and a goat's head. So it's the and and big feathery wings with two young children looking up, admiring him. That is awesome. <laughs> with a on awesome. That is my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> They want this on the Capitol grounds, and here's the, here's why it's quote-unquote good news, is because they just made it past a huge hurdle. The Grounds Commission, the State Capitol Arts and Grounds Commission, green-lighted their proposal for their statue. <laughs> 
They said that they met all of the requirements to be uh, allowed on Capitol grounds, and now it has to be voted on by the actual governmental people. Oh, so it's it's not too big. It's not dangerous. It's not exactly right. okay. Okay. So <laughs> it. I mean, it in no way that in no way means it's going to be put up, and I doubt it will ever be put up. However, now they really have to think about this Ten Commandments monument and whether it's worth it because. If they allow it and don't allow the statue of Baphomet, that is a lawsuit just waiting to happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I'm pretty sure they already have the paperwork filled out and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Satanists. <laughs> yeah. I like that they're being productive with their time. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I don't know. I'm thinking that, uh, you know, the atheist should do something along that line to, to get more, you know, more attention. But uh, at the same time, we don't have a big statue of anything. Like, I mean, <laughs> it should be a statue of nothing. <laughs> right. It should be a big yeah. placeholder. Well, there are, you know, science icons you could use. So, I don't know. Yeah, but that, unfortunately, that might actually go through. And then you have to build the statue. And then you're like, yeah, that's great. But they still got their Ten Commandments in. And that was our whole point was to stop that. True. Well, I mean, all the other religions need to need to pile on. Needs to not just be atheists. Yeah, that's the key. You should get everybody else. There needs to be a big L. Ron Hubbard statue there. There you go. Well, <laughs> sure, why not? Everybody <laughs> saluting L. R. H. They're not that much crazier. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, they're crazier, but not that much. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have. Does anybody have anything else? Well, the only thing I had was a, a random oh, right. filler piece about um, a Catholic priest that, on his Twitter page, encouraged uh, people that were opposing Trump to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> wait, <laughs> you wait. You all kill yourselves. I'm like, wow. The priest was telling people to commit suicide? Yeah. He's a Trump-supporting Catholic priest who, you know, show your hate for Trump, do it for social justice, jun jump against Trump is what he hashtag. Oh, so if you hate Donald Trump, you should kill yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said if you support. Okay. No. And it included an illustration of a man plummeting from a skyscraper. So. Awesome. He's, yeah. St. Benedict Joseph Labor Roman Catholic Church in Richmond Hills. Ooh, I don't know what state. Virginia, I think. So he, he's been um, reprimanded a bit. So. <laughs> I have a I have a quick thing, too, before we go. <laughs> sure. Okay. Unless – are we still on this guy? No. <laughs> nope. no I was just just that, that last little bit, I was just going to say people – adults should not be allowed to use social media anymore. <laughs> just, just Well, that kind of ties into my thing, so that's good. Uh, just real quick before we go, our senator, Pat Toomey, mm -hmm. since we're all Pennsylvanians uh, here. That turd. Oh, that one. This is – I love this. He put a post up. It might have been a tweet, but it came out on Facebook here uh, saying how pleased he was about President Trump's nomination for Neil Gorsh. Um, and then he goes on and on about what a great guy he is. And then there's 828 comments telling Pat Toomey what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> uh, and Pile all on. of a sudden, Toomey's phones went down at the office and everyone's like, hey, turn your phones back on, asshole. <laughs> We're trying to call you. <laughs> he has supposedly he has been overwhelmed with the uh, response. People have been showing up at his offices, uh, in, in his Johnstown office. The, yeah, the phones are off the hook. It's he's being targeted effectively, and <laughs> keep doing it. <laughs> that was it. I just wanted to get that out there. Sure, yeah. sure. Good job, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't get to say that very often. <laughs> Uh, so the okay, there's there is one other thing about Trump that I completely forgot. the mm -hmm. The whole uh, Mexico is going to pay for the wall thing. 
Yeah. In, in case anybody's confused on how tariffs work, there was yeah. an analogy that I thought was very appropriate, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. But imagine that Jose grows an apple. He grows an apple tree and he has an apple and he sells the apple. We'll call it $5 to keep it, to keep it even. He sells the apple to John across the border for $5. If there's a 20% tariff, that means that Jose now has to sell the apple for $6 at a 20% increase. So John now pays $6 for the apple instead of $5. Jose then gives that extra dollar to the U.S. government for the tariff. Mm-hmm. So who's paying for the wall? We are. We are? It's John. It's the American people. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was a very good, simple analogy explaining how Trump's proposal that how Mexico is going to pay for the wall is just complete bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on on that too, I was also curious because I I knew that as soon as I heard tariff, I was like, oh, so we're paying for it. So avocados are going to be way more money. But a lot of people don't make that, don't understand how tariffs work. So Right. But are they also, even if they thought... The tariff meant that they were ending up paying it. So we're going to foot the bill first, the American yes. taxpayer, and then we're going to recoup that money through this supposed tariff, which we know doesn't work anyway. Now, were they under the impression once that 15 or $16 billion was paid off through the tariff, and I keep using air quotes, that somehow that money was going to come back to the American taxpayer? No. Like we were all going to get refunds or something? I don't – not that I'm aware no. of. Well, for, I mean, so the Senate is supposed to find the money to pay for the wall. Then the American people are going to pay back the Senate, I think, <laughs> for, where, for whatever pocket they pull the money out of. That's basically what it is. Uh. I think you should change it. Your analogy should change, though. I think you should change it from an apple to a bottle of Corona. <laughs> sure. More people will get that. Or Mexican Coke, because half the examples I see are about Mexican Coke. I mean, who knew? It was so popular. <laughs> and it was that popular? <laughs> yeah. I like it, but- yeah. Well, the thing is, though, Trump supporters wouldn't because it's called Mexican Coke. If you say most of your vegetables that you eat come from Mexico, or a lot of them, so, anyway. So apple. <laughs> yeah, that's why I want the apple. <laughs> well, no, apple. No, go tomato then if you're going to go with uh, go with something realistic because apples come from further north. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I also like the idea of tequila, but you can't get tequila for five bucks. So. <laughs> well, just go, you know, 20 bucks. That's, no, that's cheap tequila, but no. yeah. But I wanted to keep five dollars. Is very five dollars. Everyone can picture five dollars. A lot of people don't understand when you go above ten dollars how much money is. Yeah, but twenty percent of five dollars is hard, though. If you go with ten dollars, it's, it's even easier. One dollar. <laughs> Trust me on this. Oh, I know it is. Uh, all right. Does anybody have anything else? No. No. <laughs> His simple example was good. <laughs> I do Why want to eat an to apple and do a shot of tequila, confusing. though. <laughs> eat an apple and do a shot of tequila? I like that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for this week. If anybody has any comments or questions, you can go to ProfaneArgument.com and leave your uh, statements there. You can also, like I said before, reach us at ProfaneArg on Twitter. I would also like to encourage you to check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, of which we are a member. You can do so at the website soon to be named network.com uh all the shows are listed on there several of the shows uh like the 
Prodigal Sons and Prime Defective. You can listen to uh, Jared and Ian. You could also catch Ian and myself on the Puzzle Warriors 3. Uh, we also have uh, the Podvocacy with Jason and David, uh, the Freshman Parlance Show, and Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark with Leonard and Todd. If you'd like to check any of those out, you can do so at our webpage or on soon-to-be-named-network.com. Um, and if you'd like to support this podcast... Give us a review on iTunes, or subscribe on YouTube, or you can also follow us on SoundCloud. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. Go to hell with you.